Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, that's my cue to declare us live as I do every Tuesday at 2.30, awesomeo.com, PGA DFS show, Sanderson Farms edition. We're moving up in the world. We got through Corrales, no shot tracker. We get shot tracker this week. Uh, Tim, another staple of the PGA Tour swing season is upon us. Oh, yeah, big time event this week. Uh, Actually better than I thought. Uh, It's not terrible. Not not terrible. Um, the guys at the top seem overpriced, but at least are talented, I would say. Um, and then the fact that this isn't, I believe this used to be opposite of the WGC, right? So that's why it was just a really horrific field. I think the WGC in China, uh, and this was the opposite field event. So there's no other good event. That doesn't mean there's a lot of great players here, but um, it's better than last week. Um, that's not saying a lot, but no. uh, it's, it's not bad. It's not a bad event. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking for, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the field and the pricing. Um, I think it's an interesting event at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to see this course a little more because normally, like you mentioned, it's W and we're going to dive into that in a second. Hudson Swafford uh, blast from the past, taking down the Corrales. It, you know, it's one of those events, and we talk about this a lot. It's a mix of it's wide open because the guys at the top and the guys at the bottom are somewhat indistinguishable. It's not to say we didn't have guys from the top, but when you look at it, it's like Swafford's name doesn't stand out as like, who is he when he's being chased by Adam Long? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I, I think you see you know, guys that have won on the PGA Tour, even though, you know, Swafford won, I think it was the American Express. And I mean, that's something I'm kind of looking at this week. It's just having one on the PGA tour, I think is important. And, I, and, and that's why in these events that have poor fields, you saw with Stewart sink at the Safeway. And it's hard to win on the PGA tour, even though these young guys may be more talented than some of these old crusty veterans. I, I will tend to sometimes lean on the guys that have won before. Cause generally I think coming down the stretch, it's just a little bit easier for them. And, and I think that's why you see in some of these really bad events, you get some off the wall winners, but some older guys that have had success on tour before. It, it's true. I feel like there's a blind spot and I'm, I'm guilty of this in some extent where it's like you're everyone at these events looks for the guy who's going to break through and win, you know, the, the guy who's up and coming, he's been close. And then you look at a lot of these and it, it's actually just a guy that we probably thought would maybe never win again. 
but who's already done it. And they add another win to the resume. You know, when you think of Jim Herman and Swaffer, a lot of guys like that, it's not first time winners. It's just guys we haven't really been thinking of. Yeah. And that just makes it more confusing and difficult oh, it really because does. it's really hard. You can't, you can't cross off a, a lot of players in a field like this because, you no. know, it, 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 like you, like we've always said, when you take out the elite, elite guys, it just, it just makes it really wide open. Yeah. And, and a lot of these events tend to be even easier scoring, which makes it even crazier. You got to go crazy low. And I think we'll probably see that again here. So we, we can move on. We'll talk. Uh, there's not much to say about Corrales. Let's just go to Sanderson farms. We got a par 72. Uh, I believe this is in Jackson. That's, Jackson, that's yeah. Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, pretty typical, you know, Bermuda's down there par 72 easy scoring am i am i really missing anything yeah no i don't think you're missing anything 7400 yard par 72 like you said bermuda greens which i guess we haven't seen in a while tour championship but not very many of the guys in this field played in the tour championship um yeah i'm trying to remember what the winning score was i believe like around 1800 i think is what it's been last uh, year last few years um yeah, Munoz won in a playoff last year at 18. Yeah, and you know, I don't think it's really honestly, I don't think the course is similar to last week's, but it's like a mix of like young long hitters, like we saw Cameron Champ here uh win 2 years ago and then prior to that we saw Ryan Armour win, uh Peter Malnati beat William McGirt and David Toms, um Nick Taylor beat Jason Bone and Boo Weekly so it's really kind of a mix last year Munoz M and Benny on you know pretty decent leaderboard for this type of an event but I mean it's kind of just been all over the board we've seen some long hitters have success here and that's what I think if you saw 7400 yard par 72 not a hard course I think you definitely think it, it would favor the bombers and I think length is an advantage but like last week and like any event where there's just not elite players short short hitters can get it done here I mean Ryan Armour uh, Chris Kirk, McGirt, Tom's, Malnati, Bone, Boo Weekly, plenty of short hitters had success here. So, yeah, maybe a slight edge of the bomber, but I'm not, um, like most weeks, not putting a ton into course fit. No, because those guys, they can mitigate it by making a ton of putts, and you're going to have a ton of birdie looks. At a place like this, these par fives, gettable, um, no doubt about it. It's not something where when you look at length, it's always important. But then when you look at par fives that are all under 600 yards, a lot of these guys who aren't long hitters still can get to these in two. Um, and even if they're not looking for Eagles, they're setting themselves up where they have easy birdie chances, regardless. That's really where distance can reign supreme. And at a place like this, I don't think it's that big a deal. And wasn't this one of the events where champ actually gained like 10 strokes putting? It was really, wasn't, wasn't it the putter that got it done? It was hundred percent the putter. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you look at the leaderboard and you're like, oh yeah, Cameron champ won here. You got to be long, but it's like, yeah, well, it's gained 10 strokes putting. So really, what does that matter? That's always something I look for where it's like a false narrative because of a winner. That makes no sense. We see that from time to time. And it's just like, well, hold on. Just because this guy won. Look at all the other players around it. It doesn't mean what you think it means. And, and to be honest, and I'm and I'm guilty of this too. Just looking at the top of the lead, and I I'll, I'll reiterate, I'm extremely guilty of this. Just looking at the tops of the leaderboards, 
isn't the best way to figure out course fit. I do it. We all do it because it's simple. But like you said, um, that's, yeah, yeah, you missed out on a huge thing with Champ making 10, or gaining 10 strokes putting. I mean, he didn't win here because of his length. Um, so, yeah, just looking at the tops of the leaderboards can be misleading. There's no doubt about it. Um, and listen, this is, it's a chance to get some guys that maybe we wouldn't be targeting. And similar to last week, there's price ranges that we don't normally see. So let's get in it. I see you chat. We got a lot of good, all the regulars here. I know it's the swing season, but you know what? There's still time for golf in between football and more football and the baseball playoffs and French open and everything else that's going on. So let's get to it. We kick things off with Scotty Scheffler. I uh, believe he's still in. Um, he dealt with the COVID situation. I think he's good to go. And he's on an island now because Usti is withdrawn. He's $900 north of everybody else. Sunjay M, Will Z, and Benny On round out the 10K plus options. Do you, I mean, is Scheffler in a tier by himself or is there a discussion here? I think there's a discussion here because he hasn't played in three weeks. And I mean, I don't know how testing positive for COVID affects him. You'd have to think it affected him somehow. Even I, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't researched it. I'm not on social media. Maybe he said he's been totally fine. You don't have a hot COVID take? Come I don't on. have a hot COVID take. So I don't know. Even if he had zero symptoms, you would have to think it would somewhat disrupt his life in some way. And also we haven't seen him in three weeks. That being said, he was just hotter than hot for the six events, the last six events he played. T22 or better in his last five events, uh, gained four and a half strokes or more with the ball striking in all of those events. And that is elite. Like that's something that you only see maybe once or twice a year out of guys like DJ or Rory. I mean, you just don't see guys go five events in a row with at least four and a half strokes ball striking. And the finishes were good on top of it. This wasn't like Grillo-esque where he was striking it great and finishing T30 every week. He was like getting the ball in the hole in elite competition, second in the tour championship if you take out the stupid staggered start, fourth at the Northern Trust, fourth at the PGA. He was playing great. I was ready to just fire away at the U.S. Open. Um, So, yeah, I like him. Only red flag would be we haven't seen him in three weeks. We're not sure kind of was he disrupted by testing positive for COVID? Yeah, that's something that we we obviously are not going to know. Um, but I also do think that it's concerning and it, it's weird. There's not an opportunity cost because pricing to me is not important in these type of events. You're going to be able to find guys up and down the range who with slightly better form would be in the 9K range and they're in the low sevens. Like that's not the problem. I don't mind paying 11.4 for him. But I do think the majority of people will go balanced, whether that means going to one of the Koreans with, with him and on obviously good tour players. And then Will Z rallied a little bit. He was clearly to me overpriced last week. Do, do you go to Zalatoris here after the shine, maybe worn off a little? Let's have the weekly segment of has Will Zalatoris won Ben over with a T8 at Corrales? No, no. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, real back toward the hell out of that T8. Um, that... And also, you know, we also have to look at the finish and and when we measure it, measure it in the context of he was the tournament favorite and the Thank most you. expensive player. 
it's great to say, oh, he had a T8 if he was $7,400 or $8,400. I mean, that was, I, I didn't look at the scoring, um, but obviously Mackenzie Hughes was a better play and Adam Long was a better play. So, I mean, if you played him, he was fine because that was kind of a shit show of a tournament, but there was better options. And I mean, he was on the bottom end of, I guess, getting there. If he even did get there, I mean, it was close. So it wasn't like, yeah. Absolutely. So this is important to talk about. Not this part when I say this. So every, every week I put a tweet out that has, you know, a winner and a fade and whatnot. And Will Z was my fade last week. And I can't tell you the number of people that are, they look at the result and it's like a fade doesn't mean the guy misses the cut. It's all in the context of where he is. And when you're the top priced guy, that's not going to fly. Now, if he's, you already said this, but it's so worth reiterating. Like if you need him to be a cut maker and he's churning out top 10 finishes, well, that's going to get it done. But at these prices, you need certainly more than T8. I'm not overly sold. I'll go with the guys that I know a little more about. Zalatoris is a good player. Uh, and I have more interest this week than I did last week. But I'm still putting him behind guys like Sunjay and Benny on right now. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to play Zalatoris. I think I've just basically put myself in a corner where I can't play him because I've kind of took some shots at him on Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, Like I said, I don't think last he's only won one time in the corn Ferry tour. I find that crazy for the guy that's supposed to be the, the, the next coming of the greatest player on earth. I mean, Wes Bryan won three events in the corn Ferry tour. Patton Kazire was lights out on the corn Ferry tour. I mean, just because you're lights out on the corn Ferry tour doesn't mean you're just going to have a great PJ tour career. Um, I I like Sung Jay as well. I think he'll be the most popular just because people love him. Um, but he's really been strong the last two events. I mean, he was a guy who was super consistent, played a ton of events, always played good, always struck it well. Um, And then he kind of, I don't know, was a little bit rocky uh, since the restart. But the last two events, T22 at the U.S. Open, but the ball striking was great, gained 8.1. T12 at the Tour Championship, gained 3.7. I mean, I like him. I think he'll be the most popular at the top. But he seems like a guy who he has obviously the upside. We've seen him win in, in a good field at the Honda Classic, uh, contend in really strong events. And I, I, he's playing better. The price seems fine, but I think it'd be very chalky. I do too, but I, I'm willing to go. I, I think there's a reasonable argument to say that he's the best player in this field. Um, I know Scheffler's playing. You take that little stretch and he was playing out of his mind, but Sanjay M is a serious, serious player. So everything really checks out. It's more about where you go. Are you going to double pair him? Do you start with him? Um, And then we can transition because obviously there's a ton of guys to talk about in the nine K range. You lead off with the champ Munoz, you got Burns, Redmond, a lot of, a lot of guys that we've seen in these type of events all the way down to like Chez and list guys like that. I assume you have interest because it's a pretty big range. Is there anyone that stands out in the nine K for you? Yeah, this is a really tough range for me because there's guys that I'm really long that I've liked for a long time, long-term buyer of. I think it's a great setup. Sam Burns, Doc Redman are the guys I'm talking about. Um, being on Bermuda, I think is great for both of them. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think either of them 
should be more expensive than Adam Long. And I'm not an Adam Long guy, um, but just the last two weeks, uh, fifth at Corrales, T13 at the U.S. Open. Uh, he's made seven cuts in a row. He had a second at the 3M. Um, so he's had some really strong finishes in the last seven weeks. And I look at a guy like Burns, who I love. I think everything sets up great for him. Sam Burns has one top five on the PGA Tour. And it was at this event two years ago. You know, he's just not a guy that you see knocking on the door a lot. Um, now, Redmond has been closer to winning. I guess I'd prefer Redmond to Sam Burns. We've seen Redmond. The ball striking was great at the Safeway game, 10 at the Safeway game, 9.2 at the Wyndham. We've seen him come close to winning events. So I probably prefer Redmond to Burns, even though I think it's a great spot for Burns. I'm high on Burns in general. He just seems too expensive and a guy who just, he plays well, he strikes it well, but he's, he's never really been in the mix to win an event. And I just think that's a big ask in a group of players that I think has some pretty strong plays. I think it's a pretty fair take. I mean, the thing about Burns is he looks, when you, when you really look at the stats, he's going to stick out because Tita Green, he consistently churns it out. Uh, now the irons aren't as, his off the tee game is stellar. It's been stellar and that's a strong suit. He has the combo that appeals to a lot of people and it's a great formula. He's good off the tee. He's also a good putter. Um, and that's the, the champ type thing that we see, but you're right. He's more consistent than pure upside. And I, I think maybe we're off base saying like, that's the kind of name where people say like, he's on the verge of breaking through. Maybe not. Maybe he's just a guy that's going to make a lot of cuts, but rarely really get in that mix. Yeah. And it just goes, and I've tried to make a concerted effort to just not look at ball striking and just say, that's it. That's what we're going with. Um, and it goes a little bit like I talked about with Grio and list. And even though list played well last week, Grio played. Okay. T 21. It's like, we have to look at the results and it's like, have, have the finishes and, and the body of work, does that really make him a $9,800 player? And I think if you just crossed the name out and looked at the finishes and looked at maybe his career results, zero wins, only one top five and give him the finishes that he has. I don't think that's a $9,800 player as much as I love him. He scores well too, is another benefit. Um, just to speak to him. I, I, I don't think, I'm as low on him as you are it, for this event. I know you like him in life, but at the same time, this is a pretty bad range. I, I'll tell you what, at first glance, I'm going to look to try to get two guys above Burns on a lot of teams. Uh, I think there is a gap when we talk about those big guys. And this is a range. It's pretty crowded. I honestly feel just as comfortable just blindly backing Corey Connors after a bad week last week or going down to someone like Fertelli or List to me, you save salary and you don't give up much at all. Like is, is list at flat nine K significantly less likely to beat guys like Burns and Redmond? No. Yeah. It, it's a crapshoot as is most of this entire tournament or most of this entire field. I'm with you. I don't think um, any of these guys are a priority to me. I'd much prefer just paying up and even going Scheffler and M and then trying to cobble something else together. Um, I like long, I'm not in love with him, but yeah, it, it's kind of guys that I've been high on long-term that just feel a little bit overpriced. Um, I don't know. Burns will probably 
just burn burn me no pun intended but that just that just kind of seems how it goes but i'm just not sold on the body of work for him being 9800 do you have a take on Corey connors who who's someone you know he's a ball striking wizard but his form has been just straight suspect lately yeah i i don't think i can get there with him he's a guy that i don't mind if the form is bad if the ball striking numbers are really good and you can just blame it totally on the putter we don't know what he did last week I'm assuming he probably struck well and putted great, but I don't know. It's been kind of an extended run of poor play for him. So I'm not interested. I'd rather, it's just simple for me. I would rather have list uh, again. We don't know what list did last week, but he should take apart these par fives class dropper. He won on the corn ferry tour. I think he's much more live in events like this naturally, because there's just not a big talent gap, but anything else before we kick off the eight K range. No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on the 9K range. It's not my favorite. This is where it gets very interesting, and chat was talking about this. I don't want to say that Stenson's price is messed up because I don't think it's it's reasonable that he doesn't belong here, but I'll be, I was surprised to see him 8,900. Uh, did that stand out to you? I just want to ask you that alone, and then we can get to the range. Yes, it stood out to me. Okay. It stood out to me in like, if you make a lineup that doesn't have Stenson in it, it's not as good as a lineup that does have Stenson. <laughs> like I was just, I, I really thought after last week, you know, it, it, it would... it's, it's an egregious price for him. And I mean, I, maybe they have to price him there just because he hasn't done much. He hasn't played much when he's played. It wasn't great, um, but he was T21 last week. And that's just fine with me. Hey, he missed the cut at the U S open but he gained 2.8 strokes with approach. So the irons were good. Um, he was positive with the approach at the WGC St. Jude. Um, he's got some big time wins on Bermuda, uh, won the players, won the tour championship. I think he won at Wyndham has a great record at Bay Hill. I don't know. I haven't looked at putting splits. He's not a guy that I generally think about as being like a Bermuda God, but I just thought about, he's won a lot of events on Bermuda. I love him. I think he's a layup this week. Yeah, Stenson's a tough one because you're really evaluating how far back you go and is the data good data. I mean, if you stretch back and you think Stenson's the same guy, he's the easiest player of the week and it's not even close. But he was fine last week. It wasn't like if he would have like finished T50, then I would say we could have more of a discussion on that. I agree. Last week with not to overstate one week, but I thought it was a pretty important week for Stenson because if he got cut again, then you have to really question like what's going on. Where is he at? But he didn't. And now he, he's just, it's a guy who doesn't play a lot and I feel pretty comfortable with him. Uh, I'm not going friend of the show, our, our counterpart, Nolan Kelly lock button Stenson. I don't know if I'm there because we have the go. I know you're with him. We got the goat right below him. Rio turned out another normal. Hey, he was fine. He was 21st at Corrales. You have no interest in going, uh, hanging on there? Absolutely not. He, okay. I, I got a little concerned. I looked at the leaderboard on the weekend and he was he like, was moving or winning. And I was like, ah, shit, this is one of those things where I'm going to say he's terrible and he's going to win. And then typical Rio fashion just tumbles to T21. Um, I mean, everything's great. The stats are always good. The course fit is good. I just don't 
it's something's wrong with him. He's like, it's impossible for him to finish. Yeah. Well, it's something's like, wrong with him. That it's impossible it for him to finish inside the top 10. It just doesn't happen anymore. So no. Okay. Second, it's a contingent off Stenson. I, I noticed Stenson cause he was on my mind from last week. Then I noticed Sergio was here. What? A, I was surprised. B, do we go to him off? I mean, you're talking no form. He has been no. atrocious with the putter. Really, you're going to give up on Sergio? Oh, yeah. He's, okay. I mean, again, there's only – how long can we just just keep – it's not – I don't even think the price is that good, to be honest with you. I mean, 8600 he was like 7,800. Maybe I would think of, and that's, that's crazy to say. 7,800. Him wow. and Davis Riley battling it out. Like get the guy's kind that's of. Where he, that's where he, look, when you play a guy and he's awful, it sticks in your head. And then you like, it's worse. Like if I would have never played him, I would have probably looked at this price and say, yeah, you know, maybe we can make it work. When you watch him on shot tracker for like three events in a row, be just God awful. You're like, no, never again. So maybe I'm a bad person to ask about this. I, I will say we're getting some Bud Cauley love in the chat. I respect that. I don't mind going to Bud Cauley. Uh, he went to college in Bama, scramble, make enough putts. He was good at Safeway. Yeah. Uh, Bud Cauley is still a long-term buy for me. I know it hasn't gone as I certainly projected. Here's the deal with Sergio. He has gained strokes off the tee in every single event in 2020, but he has lost strokes putting in every single event in 2020, except one at WGC Mexico. And so, I believe the irons were atrocious at the U S open as well. Atrocious. Absolutely. Yeah. He lost seven strokes on the approach. And so for me, that's more of a concern. Look, I'm ready to ride with, guys where it's like the off the tee and the approach is great and it's just the putter is just god awful like yeah sign me up for that but it's like okay the the irons were atrocious too now we're talking about two two parts of his game that were awful i don't think i can get there i will say though i'm i'm not nearly as concerned as you are sergio positive t to green in eight straight events before the u.s open Results weren't there because he lost strokes putting. There's no reason to think that he's going to gain with the putter, but what did but if Bud Quilly withdrew, that's just sad. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Chat, we got we got good people in chat, but uh, is it the I same guy that said that they were going to have shot tracker from <laughs> the last week? Because that but guy lied. Anyway, regardless of that, I will have some surgical exposure. It's one of the many reasons, honestly, why ownership is so important. Why you're not behind the paywall you should certainly okay bud Cauley has withdrawn that's a damn shame you know what that means tim we're getting closer to you having sergio exposure little by little the eight clay range thins out absolutely not absolutely not can people hear you or is this just in my ear Okay. What did you say? I wasn't listening because I thought I was supposed to listen as the audience. Okay. Okay. So our, our man behind the glass has informed me that Bud Cauley and Brian Gay are out. Affy Barnrat and somebody else are in. Um, so we'll, we'll see what that means. Every Matt, every Matt, every show. Sure. So Great. we lost one Bermuda God in, in Brian gained Gay. Another? We gained another Bermuda God. So 
Yeah, we'll have to see what's up. But this is why ownership is so important. If Sergio is even remotely popular, which I can't imagine he will be, I'm not going to probably get there. But if he's like 4% owned, it's about to go down. Um, God, this is hard. This hurts. On the show, losing Bud Cawley. I'm so sick. All right, low eights. Cameron Davis, Patrick, Patrick Rogers, that guy from the clouds. I told you. Um, see Wu, no, right? What are we, Zing Zoon Zang? This could be a sneaky see Wu spot. Oh, geez, really? I don't like him. I just thought about it. I don't have anything prepared. It just seems like one of those places where, okay, everybody was playing him, and now no one's going to play him. And he does well on Bermuda. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Tyreek Hill. Like, you only want to play him when, like, he's like 5%. I agree with that. Right? Um, so I don't know. Literally that just thought just popped in my head. I have nothing more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Zing Zoon Zang. Um, no. Another quality showing 11th at Corrales followed up the 14th at this Safeway. This guy did this last year in the fall series and then he was awful the rest of the year. But we're in the fall series. That's the thing. I don't know exactly what to make of it. No, I like, I like Cam Davis at 8,100. Okay. Um, the numbers have been really good. Positive ball striking in four straight events, uh, plus 5.2 at the Safeway. I mean, if you look at the numbers, they're not all that much different than like Sam Burns. I, I just if you straight up look at like the ball striking stats, not that much different. And it, um, it w- just to reiterate that it wasn't that long ago where Cam Davis was straight right next to Sam Burns in some of these type of fields. Yeah, very true. Very true. So yeah, he'd be. He'd be my guy. I can't, I can't get Patrick. Can't get to Patrick Rogers. He was good. Good play last week, but no, I'm not, I'm not getting there. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Like I, I, I'm not running to the, to the window to, to do anything with these guys and we'll see. I, I will have my premium DFS article posted and I'll have a free betting guide up tomorrow morning. Good betting week. I, I actually think this is a good tournament uh, to, to make some wagers with, but let's get, to the Denny McCarthy range. Always a good tournament to make some wagers on. Fair enough. Uh, 7K range. We kick it off with Denny McCarthy, Charlie Hoffman, Chesson Hadley, Charles. My goodness, this range is outrageous. Start with the upper sevens. You have a mix of all sorts of players from RCB to your boy Knox. W- what do we do here? Is it a dead zone? No, definitely not a dead zone. Lo- no. Love Charlie Hoffman again this week. I, I don't know, 7,900. I thought he was a good play last week. Uh, finished T14. Now he's like $1,000 cheaper. Uh, I'm going to fire him up again. Uh, you know, okay at the Safeway, T56, positive ball striking. Really good at the Northern Trust, T13, plus 6.1 ball striking. Uh, he's turned a corner. He's just a guy that I like. I mean, he's a scorer. He's a guy that can win tournaments, especially in bad fields. He's not expensive. He's playing well. I like Hoffman a lot. Um, 
And honestly, I think Russell Knox is one of my favorite plays on the board. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Don't try to just slide that in there and think we're going to not yeah, stop. Dude, let's, it. Put it in neon lights, man. It's, and he's one of my favorite plays because I, it's not super obvious if you looked at it. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Right. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. So he was good at the Safeway. He was T9. He gained 5.1 with the ball striking. And I think at the Safeway, we even talked about him not being a particularly good fit for that course. It was on Poe Greens. Uh, he played great. You know, Wyndham, not a good finish, but positive ball striking, plus 1.3. The putter was awful. The week prior to that was the 3M. He missed the cut, but the ball striking was really good. He gained 3.4, and the putter was awful. So it was like good ball striking at 3M where he missed the cut. Good ball striking at Wyndham. And then he goes to Safeway and was really good. And we know – He's almost exclusively done well on Bermuda. Honda Classic, great record. RBC, great record. Players Championship, decent record. Um, I like him a lot this week. I think the course fit is fine. I think he's turned a corner. I think the price is great. Do you worry about a, the the only thing I would say, listen, I'm a big Russell Knox guy. The putter finally flipped at Safeway and boom, out of nowhere, he, he got it going. Do you worry about a par 72 with him? I think the answer to that is no, but that's the one thing. You mentioned a lot of courses that I agree he excels at. They're not really par 72s usually. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think of that, but you're right. Um, that's or, my only knock. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Won the Travelers, that's par 70 or 71. Yeah. Um, no, that's generally, as you can see by my puzzled look, not something I normally think about and I just don't it's almost like burger it's like it's easy to say and we've all said it. it's like oh he plays well at the par seven I don't know what is it about the number the par number that you know I mean I don't it just kind of doesn't it's hard for me to think of a reason why that would be yeah I think I think the way I look at it it's just those when you have a par 70 layout the layouts probably correlate and there's obviously something to that he seems to like I mean I'm looking at his results travelers Heritage OHL is not a par 72 Honda. Um, but I, I don't think it's a permanent knock. It's not like I, I'm not saying use Russell Knox because it's a par 72. There's a little tournament that they play in China called the WGC HSBC champions. That's a set of par 72. And um, I believe he won that. So he did but I think I was in like middle school when that happened. Hey, um, it's a par 72. It's a WGC. If he can win there. He can win here. Morikawa was legitimately like 14 when that happened. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I think that's not enough. I'm not going to exclude him uh, from the player pool and I, I, I'm going to consider it. And if Bermuda helps, not going to be popular. And it's a range that I don't have a ton to say. You mentioned Hoffman. I'll echo that going down. You've got a lot of flyers. You've got guys like Schwab, Gooch, you got hot in a hurry. Ventura certainly length off the tee rounding out these sevens. What do you, what do you really make of it? It's, it's just a lot of names. Not a lot that stands out though. Yeah. I don't, I don't love it. I'm the lower sevens. I guess Ventura would be the preferred play down here just because of the consistency that he's shown. Um, and flashed a little bit. A lot of it's been on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't love Ventura, but I think below from 7K to 7,500, there's just not a lot of golfers that I like here. Will Gordon is 
blacklisted forever after the uh, performance last week. Just pathetic performance. Really bad. Sneds is down here. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. You could make, like, I tried to make, like, an all, like, 2014 majors team, whereas, like, Sneds, Grace, Sergio, there's a lot of, like, really cheap guys that were elite five years ago. Um, but, no, I, I really I don't like this range. Ventura would be the guy I would play if I had to go down here. Um, yeah, God, I'm just, like, trying to look at some stats right now on some of these guys, and there's really not a ton – I, I want to pose this and I think I know what you're going to say. Are we too quick to just give up on Will Gordon? Uh, like being, I'll, being completely serious. He was awful last week. This is a young guy though. We're probably going to have to work through that. The ownership is not going to be even a fraction of what it was. Um, I mean, okay. Outside of that one event That's, where he was T2, it's like, what has he done? I don't know. Like, you know, I'm really bad with these really young guys. Um, and it was like, he finished, what was it? T2 or T3 and everybody loved him. But I mean, outside of that, he really has done nothing. You so and no. me are in, you are, we are, we are one with the universe right now. That is exactly what I was going to retort with. Like, I think we may be a little too quick to throw him away, but then you look at what he's done. Eh, not, maybe that's the outlier. Yeah, I mean, look, I said never again. I mean, like you said, he's a young guy. He's a talented guy. But until I see something in the results or something even in the stats, maybe the results aren't good, but it's like, oh, here we go. He's got this turned around. But, yeah. I mean, with, with no stats from last week and just looking back on what he's done, no, not for me this week. Okay, that, no, that's fair. Um, yeah, I just want to quickly – I know what you mentioned him already, like Sneds. I, I would love to say to get there because I think he pops out of nowhere. I just see nothing though. Yeah. I, I don't know what is going on. Like he, he's just really hurting. Um, and not, not I'm not saying he's, he's hurt, but it's he just legitimately game, might be hurt. The, the game is just in really rough shape and I, I don't see much that says he's going to turn it around. So that's the tricky part. Uh, Kirk person, you know, these are names tomorrow, me and Jason Roslin at night, we'll dig into in terms of make the cut and we'll have the premium stuff from, from projections to ownership, uh, which is really important in fields like this. And as we talk about, I'm going to say it again, if you haven't joined and you want to awesome.com slash join. It's not just PGA NFL MLB is still play the playoffs are here. We got a little NBA left NASCAR MMA college, uh, football. college football. I've been doing a show Saturday mornings. So there, there's a lot a lot to get to um so many tools so many things behind the paywall and it's not just on the dfs side doing a lot on the betting side check that out uh trying to pick some winners but let's get to it let's get to these guys let's get to these cheapies oh, god i i don't know man you got maverick down here tom hoagie kyle stanley's kind of interesting 6800 is that a name that kind of caught your eye yeah, he stuck out to me. It, almost the same thing as Hoffman. Um, I thought Kyle Stanley. Actually, you kind of talked me into Kyle Stanley, so I'm not going to take credit for that. No, you after you that. talked me into him, I agreed that he was a good play last week. And 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 same thing. I mean, T28, not terrible, but decent enough. Mm -hmm. um, and 6800, I think, is a good price. 
and he's a, he's a guy who's just kind of been trending. You know, the, the results aren't great, um, but he gained 3.5 at the ball striking at Safeway. He was 13th at the Barracuda. He gained 6.5 ball striking with the 3M. I mean, there's things kind of cooking behind the scenes. He hasn't quite all put it together. Um, but, you know, I think long-term, pretty decent caliber player for 6,800 in this field. And there's some stats behind the finishes. And the finishes haven't been terrible. Um, so it's not like he's killing you in the stats are great. I mean, finishes decent. But, I mean, I, I see some things in the numbers that lead me to believe, hey, maybe – there's a top end finish coming here. And I, I think it's a good price in, in a really bad field. Yeah. I, I think that Kyle Stanley, when I was just looking at the price pedigree wise, I've seen enough of him to know he can turn it around quickly and he's starting to show a little form and the difference, this is, I'm going to tie it back with Will Zalatoris. You look at, at Kyle Stanley last week. It's like, Oh, he came in 28th at Corrales. Eh. At this price, that's not a big deal. He's not 10000 I'm not saying that Kyle Stanley is going to come in the top five, but he doesn't have to, and that opens it up. He's good enough to to fringe top 20 in this event, and he's good enough to compete if he, if the stars align. So you have a lot of room at 6800 for a good week for Kyle Stanley. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes, it, you know, the guys that don't – like at the T28, no one's looking at that and thinking, oh, yeah, now we got to jump on Stanley. But – you know what? We kind of saw it last week, and the T28 didn't do anything to, to get me off of him this week. If anything, I, I viewed it as a positive, um, and, and then the price drop this week I think is good. What about your boy? You get you get Aaron Wise in the field this week. I wish he was in the field last week. Um, listen, Aaron Wise has missed five straight cuts. His hasn't had a top 25 in a long time. Um, there's nothing really there. I do think he's better on these type of fields, this type of track. There, there's some positives, but it, just know if, if you do devote any shares to him, you are flying completely blind. There is no form to speak of. You're just relying that Aaron Wise at one time would have been, you know, 9,500 in this field. But you could say that about a lot of guys. That's the only way to fly, fly blind. Very blind. Can, we, um, can I, can I talk about Davis Riley? I was, just about to say, you have a guy, the, the true corn fairy, the guy who wins all those tournaments that Will Z top fives is here. So go ahead, talk about him. I mean, it's just interesting. And I am not the corn fairy tour whisperer. But to me, first of all, he's from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, so not too far away from where they're playing. Uh, he's an SEC guy, too. I think he went to Alabama. Um, but it was just interesting to me, the price discrepancy. So he was the second best player on the Corn Fury Tour. He won two events, actually one more event than Will Zalatoris won. Um, but he's $3,500 cheaper. Now, I don't know if just Will Zalatoris is too expensive or Davis Riley is too cheap. But in my opinion, there should not be a $3,500 price difference between those two guys. And one of the reasons is Davis Riley missed quite a few cuts on the corn Ferry tour. He comes in with three missed cuts in a row. I think two on the corn Ferry tour in the U S open. Um, so obviously that explains a lot of the discrepancy, but I mean, these are young guys. And I think over the last, however many events, this corn Ferry tour, 20 events or so, they're relatively similar types of players. And then, I mean, we've seen this, if we think back a few months ago when Scotty Scheffler was 7K and Colin Morikawa was 9,500 or 10K, 
And we're like, well, you know, Scheffler, they're not that far apart, you know? And then, you know, fast forward two months or three months, and now they're basically the same price. So I don't think they're that far off. He hasn't been good, but he's a local guy. He's a talented guy. I think $3,500 price difference between him and Zalatoris is insane. Well, I agree with that. To me, it's more that Will Z's price is messed up, though. Sure, sure. Um, and, and this is not to say that Davis Davis Riley can't come out here and play well. Uh, to me, though, the, the the biggest deterrent is that you just have a lot of reasonable names down here. Uh, JJ Spawn is right there, who played fine last week. Lahiri is here. We mentioned Stanley Hubbard is in there. Norlander, Figala, Keith Mitchell. I mean, I'm not saying I'm playing all these guys. You do have some names, though. Uh, does Keith Keith Mitchell is the one I wanted to ask you about. He's just been bad, though. I, I really don't have a lot of interest, but I think people do in general just because he's a bomber. He fits the narrative. Yeah, I was surprised. I shouldn't say I was surprised that he didn't play well last week. I thought last week was a good spot for him. You know, he hasn't been awful. The ball striking up and down. I mean, he had positive ball striking at the BMW uh, he was plus 4.4 at the PGA, positive ball striking at Memorial. He has missed cuts mixed in there. Not a great, lot of, not a lot of great top finishes, you know, but it hasn't been all bad for Keith Mitchell. So I don't know. I, I'm not playing him because it's, I, it just seems like kind of like a Aaron Wise esque. You're just taking a shot in the dark. Maybe he's been a little bit better than Aaron Wise. Um, but it hasn't been all terrible for Mitchell. So I, I wouldn't blame people for going there, but I, he's not a guy that I'm targeting this week. Again, that speaks to the importance of ownership. If Keith Mitchell's 1% owned, I, I think you can blindly get some shares because the upside is there. If he's even remotely popular, I coming off Corrales at 61st, I, I don't feel confident that he really improves. God, I'm... <laughs> There's some names. I, Kevin Chappell just may be done. I really hope he's not, but he just, he's not getting it together, is he? He is not. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, it's injury, is it? One of my favorite players to just tilt all the time. Not sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing he's going to get it back. Um, but it's just, I'm just not one of those guys that it's just like, we're going to, play Kevin Chapel every week until I mean like it could be months and months and that's Agreed. a good way to go broke. Um can we clear the floor for Wesley Bryan hour? Uh, yeah he was when's the last time we've seen him safe way he missed the cut. Okay. Go ahead talk. I like it not really okay but... so he missed the cut at the Safeway but he gained a stroke off the tee. That doesn't sound like a lot, but for him, that's a monumental uh, a thing. For a guy that was losing eight or nine strokes off the tee, commonly uh, just awful driver of the ball. So positive, plus one off the tee, plus 0.3 on approach. So he was decent with the ball striking, missed the cut. We kind of talked about him a lot like Knox, but not a good course fit. Poe Green's not great. He was T31 at Wyndham. He gained another stroke off the tee there. He gained 3.6 with the approach. Um he was T21 at the Rocket Mortgage, slight, slight positive, plus like 0.2 um, and plus 4.9 on approach. So three events in a row, positive off the tee. The approach game has been good. Um, at Travelers, he gained 9.3 strokes with just the approach. I, I think this is a great, great spot for him. I think at 6,300, he's a really good play. He's got the off the tee thing figured out. 
The approach game is good. We know that the short game is great. He makes all those stupid short game videos with his brother. He's a good putter. Um, he's on Bermuda. I love him this week. And I've said this many weeks in a row, but the difference is at 6,300, you don't need much out of him. And he's been no. making cuts. So he hasn't been killing you when he hasn't been good. There's been some miscuts mixed in, but you don't need a lot of them. And I think he has some upside. I think he's going to win sometime soon. Oh, okay. I thought that was just the sentence. <laughs> I just say we're stopping the show. I, I would like, like, I think like RSM, I think, um, I want to say Corrales what, what, in Mexico. Quarter, OHL. OHL, Mayakoba. I think those are even better course fits, um, but but I don't think this is a bad course fit. And I, I really think now that the off the tee is fixed, he's going to contend here soon. Yeah, he needs to get his putter back a little. Uh, not know, that he's been terrible. He's been working but... on the driver. Like probably he's been out there like at all hours of the night working on the driver. Cut him some slack. Yeah, I don't think this is the best course for him, but he's 6,300. And with my build this week, I need cheapies because I think I might double up up top. I will say that, and this is not to knock Wesley Bryant, but the last time, so before we saw his return, his basically his last event was this event in 2018. And he lost 15 and a half strokes between the driver and putter. He lost eight with the putter and seven and a half with, E off the tee game shockingly he didn't make the cut uh so we'll, we'll see if he can build upon that at sanderson farms he's 6300 though and there's no i i don't think anyone you would be hard pressed to convince me that wesley bryan in this field objectively should be 6300 you could argue that he belongs in the mid sevens or even higher if he's healthy yeah and you know i mean he won three events on the corn Ferry tour in one year and now he's not the type of player he just he doesn't have the dominant length off the tee to ever be a great great player like he's not that type of player no um but he won rbc which is exactly the place where you think a guy like him would win um and yeah i mean i just think people have been so locked into him being so bad but he's been fine off the tee and the rest of his game is actually good. So I, I really like him down here. I don't even think he's that risky of a play to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you're evaluating risk, obviously it's golf making a cut is hard, but is Wesley Bryant less likely significantly less likely to make the cut than, you know, guys in the, I'll throw out names. Then Charlie Hoffman, then Siwoo, then Sergio. You're talking about guys a couple thousand, then Corey Connors. These guys are two, three thousand dollars more than Wesley Bryan. I'd say the answer to that is no. I I, I really do. And it his last the miscut at the Safeway, he had made six cuts in a row prior to that. Two of them were on the Corn Ferry Tour, but yeah, guys miss cuts. It's hard to string together made cuts on, on tour, no matter who you are. It's very difficult. So I like him. I also... Oh, there's more. Well, I, this guy's like, I think is like a, a true one percenter. I mean, there's been some... Austin Cook has had some things flashing in the game. Um, the ball striking was good at Safeway. He gained 5.4. The ball striking was bad at Wyndham. He lost four. Um, Barracuda, we don't have stats from that, but then at, at 3M, he gained 4.7. So, two of the last three shot link events that he's played in, uh, were plus 5.4 and plus 4.7 ball striking. Um, 
another Bermuda guy, maybe not the best course fit, kind of like Brian, maybe would prefer a shorter track, but he's an SEC guy, Arkansas guy. Um, and just a guy who I think when looking at the stats, I just see a little bit more in the numbers than maybe the results would indicate than the price would indicate no one's going to play him. There's some things, there's some positives in his game that I've seen. And I, and I think the price is good as a guy who's won on tour before. Yeah, that's, I mean, these are names that, these are just straight tournament flyers. Yeah, Wesley Bryan is someone I feel pretty comfortable, even in small fields, if I have to pay down. I'm not saying I'm paying down on every lineup, but Austin Cook is a guy that I know he can do it. He reminds me a little, I've been targeting Martin Laird at times, um, and he fell back in a big way at Corrales. Putter holds him back and I think caps him. I don't even know if you need to go this low. Uh, we'll have to talk about that tomorrow on the show. I, I do want to just quickly ask you, and then we'll duck on out of here about spawn. Do you have, I mean, do, are you comfortable with that? If you got to him? I really wish I knew what he did last week. I really wish. And I've, and I've said this before, I'd rather have the stats than the finishes. If, if you just gave me strokes, gain data rather than where they finished, that'd be way better with me. He was fine for a while, but I mean, tumbling to where, where did he end up? It was like T50 or something. Wasn't yeah. It? He really fell back. So, um, um, you know, look, if, if I, if you told me I, I had to play him, I wouldn't be dying because I like him long-term and he's cheap, but I really would like to know what he did last week and T56 in that field when I was really high on him. I don't think I'm going there, but again, he, he's like a long-term guy for me. So from what I can tell, and, and again, you, we, can't, we can't glean the strokes, gained information, but you can see some statistics. It looks like he struggled T to green, which is concerning. He was 72nd in greens and regulation. Wasn't, he was 22nd in putts per GIR. So I, it, it lends itself to say he didn't strike it great. Again, not the best stats in the world, but that's all we have for these non-stroke uh, gain data yeah he's I, I was not planning on playing him so no I don't I don't think I get there yeah any did you did you bet this will you bet this no I haven't made any bets yet um okay. I don't I, I I got nothing Grayson is here again flat min I didn't he snuck down there did coming he withdraw off. last week or did he mm. was just he awful no he was awful yes well, yeah he should have withdrawn um yeah, don't don't do that. And again, it's a fine line. We say this often, but it's never more true than in swing season events. You got to have a real. I'm not saying the it has to be recent form, but you can't just play guys and say that they're going to turn it around eventually. And and that's I'm not saying I'm alone in this. I do that with guys as well. Sometimes you have to have something. Either the game is trending upward, the ownership is not correlating to what you view as their chance of success in terms of upside recent form is playing good it comps but blindly backing guys down here as just like flyers well they could play good you you may get some right but you're going to get too many wrong almost literally anybody could play good yeah that's in fields like this there is it's almost like majors i know that sounds crazy but these take on the same concepts as majors when it's just like all those guys are so good the top 40 guys in majors if they bring their a game they're going to be there and this field is so quote unquote, you know, weak. Anyone from the bottom 
they could get in the mix no problem and then you won't see him again for months I just I just saw this name Kelly Kraft almost put us in a coffin last oh, week we were one foot in the grave <laughs> that guy I can't um but yeah l- listen I think that's the important thing to take away from this we got a lot of names we're gonna sort through them and I think I have a good idea I'm gonna pay up at the top try to hinge it with some of these 6k guys because I don't see a big difference between them and the seven, but important tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern, me and Jason Rosen, we will dig into a lot of these cheapies chat. You guys know the drill live before lock. We'll take your questions, do lineup construction and hopefully build some beauties together that take down some big tourneys more big tourneys on the way for golf here. Tim, any final words before we get out of here? Just play West Bryan and Stenson though. Just lock those guys in. I mean, E just print fest print fest and that's what we do on this show chat as always we appreciate the views we appreciate the the like button as on your way out that you're gonna press good stuff me and tim will be back same time same place next week follow us on twitter hit us up if you have any questions we'll see you guys soon